Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planting churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Today, we're talking with Pastors Sam Calhoun and Jimmy Steele about their church replanting experience. Let's hear how God can transform not only a church, but also a community through replanting and revitalization. Man, I've been really wanting to have this conversation with you guys for a while. As a pastor of a church, um, Blueprint Church, and just even mm -hmm. going through this idea of replanting, this is something that has this near and dear to my heart, and it's something that I, we're currently going through right now. Mm -hmm. Pastor Sam, you know, mm -hmm. you've kind of lived this journey, you know, yes. for a while. Yes. I would love to hear kind of from you, like, what, as a pastor, Mm -hmm. of a church, what made you even start thinking about the p potential or p possibility yeah. of replanting? Well, I'll tell you, when you see the educational building empty, and on a great day, there's six kids there, and then you look in the auditorium and there's 40, 50 seniors, maybe average age 75, you're thinking, man, you're not going to last very long. Mm -hmm. And so that's when the, the idea was that we, we need to do something, yeah. and we need to make some changes. And one of the things we did is we, we tried to go in one direction with a merge with another church. Uh, it really didn't work out yeah. that way. And, and so consequently, I thought, well, maybe God has another plan for us. But the reality is we had to do something to bring the glory to God back in that building and back in that community. Yeah. And being seniors, of course, when young families came, they would uh, look around and say, there's no children's ministry here. And then I'd make visits with them and they'd say, well, it's not my church. Uh, and we would, we would do outreaches, outreaches to families. And that's really what made us think we, we need to do something to make the transition to bring the glory back to that building. Yeah. At yeah. one time in the 50s when they started up, they were, they were jamming. Yeah. <laughs> they were and isn't that the story? Oftentimes that we always have, we had a church who was going, who was a go-getter, who was yeah. the person, yes. you know, the church in the neighborhood. Yes. And then somehow, whether the community change, context yeah. change, people yeah. move away, that somehow that it goes exactly. to being something else. And exactly. then here you are as a church, you know, how do you not go back and relive the glory days mm -hmm. and yes. understanding that this is a new time, a new yep. context, and have yeah. to wrestle with that. And what I love about yes. your story and love about kind of even the, the formation of the Hill Church has is that this wasn't the first attempt. This wasn't yeah. the first try. Yeah. You know, and as a pastor of yeah. a Blueprint Church is known as a yeah. church planting church. People yeah. often ask me, like, how did you yeah. plant a church so, you know, yeah. in this area? Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm yeah. celebrating the church right. plant, right. but I'm not talking about the yeah. first two attempts that failed yeah. Yeah. that tried to do that. Yes. I remember exactly. being in your building okay. years ago yes. in, with another church going yes. through this same desire and the same yes. passion before you yes. met Pastor Jimmy, Yes, before, but yeah. it didn't work out as well. I mean, talk about that Did process it. and just talk about yeah. kind of the, yeah. the pain that you went through in that. Yeah, what makes it difficult is that you really think that God is leading you in that direction and all of a sudden the door slams shut, then you wonder, what are you doing wrong? Yeah. And so you, you kind of back off and you kind of get discouraged. I'm thinking maybe God doesn't want to do this, you know, maybe, maybe we should just kind of play this thing out. Yeah. So you do get discouraged 
Yeah, and you get, um, um, I guess to use an old boxing term, you get punch drunk, you know? Yeah. And you just start battering in the air. Are start, you a boxer? Uh, no, no. Okay, no. I just didn't know. I mean, yeah. no, as, you know. As a kid in the sixth grade, my neighbor and I used to go in his basement and beat each other's brains out. But no, I'm never, and I wasn't a boxer. Okay, good. good. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's, isn't that, it's interesting what you're saying, the idea of too often as pastors, as believers, yes. we define God's will by the yes. path of least resistance. Yeah. You know, and yes. it's so real easy to say, yeah. You know, you felt God was calling you to a certain yeah. thing. It didn't happen the way you designed it to happen. It, yeah. So obviously, well, yeah. did I misinterpret God's will? Yeah. Did, is something, what did you I do wrong? You go through all of that. Mm. You go through the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And how does and that it, impact the, the congregants, the members, yeah. that you have got them to trust you to doing yeah. this the first time? Yes. And when that fails, yes. how does that well, impact them? As you know, every pastor has only so many chips. Yeah. And uh, I think I'd been there long enough to gather more chips and mm-hmm. gather a lot. And, and so that, would, that, that made it difficult personally with, with the board when, uh, and when the whole idea of Jimmy coming along is, are we going to go through this again? Are we going to be the same thing as it was the last time? Or how are we going to do this? So yeah, it, it uh, creates skepticism among the group and, and among yourself. You lose confidence too. You lose confidence in, in what your abilities are and what you can do. So yeah. yeah how, long it's not were you, how long were you there? Actually, I was there 16 years. That's counting the one year that Jimmy was there. And I worked under him for one year when he became the senior pastor and then uh, just recently retired. So when you first got there 15 years prior, 16 years prior, um, what was the state of the church? Oh, I didn't want to go. I was very happy. I was the director of plan giving for the Salvation Army for our area and doing quite well. And I had a call from a friend saying, I'm retiring. Can you come and interim at the church? I said, I'm okay with interim, but I'm certainly not going to pastor it. No children. The average age was 70. There was maybe 20 or 30 people there at that time. And I had a guy call me up and said, uh, by the way, I'm, do you have any seniors in your church? And I said, well, I'm 60, and I'm a member of the young marriage class. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. And so with that, like, as you took it from there yeah. Yeah. to, you know, through the, through the time yes. where you raised up leaders and, yes. and got, but then it kind of yes. started going back. And when did you get to the point well, when you were like, okay, this is maybe it's my yeah. time to pass the baton. Yeah. Well, that was about probably about five years ago. Okay. Was when I realized I was uh, I was in my 70s and early 70s and really needed to do something. But I wanted to end well. Yeah. I did not want to leave the church the way I found it. That that was my passion. Yeah. And that was my constant prayer. Yeah. I don't want to leave this the way I found it. Yeah. And uh, and so you went through so five years. Mm-hmm. Or six years ago, a praying, you, you began planning. praying, oh, praying man, yes. you're preparing your congregation yes. for a merger yes. or a replant that yep. take place. Yep. And then what yep. ends up happening was that attempt failed. Yeah. What was the distance between that first attempt and when you met yeah. Jimmy? <sighs> Two years, three years, two and a half, yeah, three years. So how did you pick yourself so, back up from, I mean, from that? Well, that, that's where really... Um, a book that I had read called uh, Reclaiming the Glory by Mark Clifton. Uh, it just 
re-excited me about the possibility, if I can use that word, re-excited, yeah. <laughs> if there's such a word, about the possibility of what could happen if we went in another direction and, and help a church plant another church. But I really didn't come to that realization until Jimmy came along. Yeah, and I love you was talking earlier. You was talking about Jimmy because um, one another uh, one of our catalysts um, yeah. gave you a call and yes. you were like, yes. uh, "I just been through that. No, no, I, no thank you. I'm not was, talking to Jimmy." I don't want to drop any names, but it was James Gordon, and I told him that I'm not interested, man. I'm, I'm not. I've been through that. I'm not interested. I think Plan B is that I'll have a younger person come in, maybe bivocationally, and then kind of turn it over to him. So I'm not interested in talking to you. I'm not interested in a plant. I'm not interested. Yeah, so what convinced you? <laughs> well, Jimmy came out, and he had done his homework, and he started laying out the demographics of the area. And I thought, man, this guy has studied where God has called him, and he knows where God wants him to plant because James Gordon had shown him other parts of town, and Jimmy had said, well, I might be telling you a story, Jimmy, but said that this is not me. This is who the people had called me to. And when he started naming off our community and exactly what it was like. And I, I just said, Jimmy, just shut up. Yeah. Because I told James Gordon I wasn't interested. And Jimmy says, yeah, he told me. <laughs> I said, but God is doing something in the yeah. room. I, yeah. I just need to pray. That, that's so powerful. That's oh, so powerful. And the redemption so we, in that oh, story. Oh, man, we began praying. And all of a sudden, when we finished, we were all weeping. Yeah. The presence of God in that room was unlike anything yeah. I'd ever seen but other one time in my life yeah. is when God just had touched me. That's, that's the only other time. We, we just felt the presence of God. See, I love those God stories. I love those uh, but God yo, stories that it, we have. Let that me actually, is, certainly is. Let me actually, Jimmy, because a lot of times when, when planters, mm -hmm. you know, and if I can just be crass for a minute, a lot of times when we think about it, we have an older church that is either dying or declining, mm -hmm. and they're just thinking, I want life in this building. I want mm -hmm. the younger generation. We're all old. We need to pass mm -hmm. the baton. Yeah. And yeah. for planters and pastors, a lot of times we're just thinking, man, I just want a building because that's going to give me, some, you know, kind of stability and it's going to say yeah. something to the neighborhood. Yeah. What compelled you mm -hmm. to kind of talk to Pastor Sam in the car, even though you knew that he's had this type of experience mm -hmm. and, like, he didn't want to go through that type of pain again. Yeah, yeah. And when I met Sam, first, I, I wasn't into a replant either, really. Yeah. I wasn't looking to replant. I look, I knew there was some type of connection here, maybe, with this area, because when I say their church is centrally located in the area we want to be in, I mean, they are centrally, what, yeah. the high school there yeah. is what drew us there. They're across yeah. the street from it, right? Yeah. So yeah. we wanted to be a part of that high school, right, for, for just yeah. missional reasons. So they're on top of the hill. Yeah. So we know that the location and where we want to be at is central for them, but I'm not interested in a replant either. Yeah. I've been trained as a church planner, you know, everything you do mm -hmm. for a church planner for two years. Yeah. But when I met Sam... It was interesting that he didn't want to do this. I didn't want to do this, but the Lord broke both of us through prayer, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So it was it was a way in which we had to at least continue to pray about this. We had to, or not being faithful, right? Yeah. So we continued yeah. to pray about it. Yeah. And for me, I think when I, I, I didn't know the story of what had happened before at that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So months later, I come back, I preach at the church. I'm looking for jobs. I'm looking at school systems, right? I stayed with Pastor Sam for two days, right? Stayed mm -hmm. in his home, watched football together. You mm -hmm. get to know a person sitting on the couch yeah. late at night. Mm -hmm. He tells me the story. Mm -hmm. And I hear mm -hmm. all the pain, all the struggle in his heart from it. 
but then what the members had to go through, right? Yeah. Yes. So at this point, we had begun thinking about maybe I'll just plant and use the yeah. building on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Be totally mm -hmm. separate, right? Yeah. And I'm that's great, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. Helix High School is mm -hmm. going to charge us yeah. an outrageous yeah. amount of money to rent. So, yeah. you know, Sam's talking about just pay the power bill. So this is great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but when I heard that, I knew in my spirit it was not right for this church and for Pastor Sam to do something similar. Plant a church, at some point ask them to assimilate into our body and go mm -hmm. forward, right? Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. in that time, the Lord started really thinking, is there another way to do this, right? Yeah. And just began to continue mm -hmm. to pray about what it would look like. And I think as we continue to see uh, the heart of Sam, mm -hmm. and when I went and visited again on another experience of prayer, I'm with their church kind of, they don't know who I am. I'm a fly mm -hmm. on the wall. I, I'm not a part mm -hmm. of them, yeah. but I want to hear them pray. Mm -hmm. That was intentional on my part. I, I want to hear them pray. What are they praying mm -hmm. about? Mm -hmm. And I heard them praying prayers like, Lord, don't let us, you know, stop what you want to do with us in the future or hinder what you want to do with us in the future because what yeah. happened in the past. Right. We love mm -hmm. Sam. You, you mentioned the us. You talk about the we is that you guys were both representing a, a Others, you yeah, was representative yeah. of a whole. You yeah. had a, a so we had a church team, planning team, yeah. yeah, and you had a church that you've mm -hmm. been pastoring for 15, 16 yeah. years. Yes, and so how you know, and you're coming in thinking yeah. that hey, we're about to start a church. You're coming in saying you know you had you're working on Plan B. Yeah. How did you convince yeah. the bodies that you represented to yeah. come back? Together. You know to say. Yeah. This is worthy of yeah. dying. So I think yeah. what was unique. So yeah. I, after this is the conversation me and Sam are happening. I'm still in uh, on the East Coast, haven't moved out yet. When we agreed officially start some type of partnership together and just move forward in prayer, I already been meeting with a church planning team. Right. Yeah. So I gave free access to my church planning team. Hey, we're moving out there to plant the Hill Church. We, we know that. And that's what I think is important in this is. Yes. The planter, the replanter has to be honest with himself. Yeah. I told mm -hmm. Sam, I told all of them, I'm not a revitalizer. Yeah. That's not me. Mm -hmm. If you want that guy, I'll help you find that guy. Mm -hmm. I, I'm coming to plant the Hill Church. The Lord has given us this vision, this, yeah. this process of making disciples, these, mm -hmm. this, these people with me. We're coming to do that. Yeah. What we were praying was, is replanting a church the way in which God's leading us to see the Hill Church come yeah. about? So when we came out, we had in writing six months of us functioning as a church planning team. So we did evangelism, discipleship in our neighborhood, in our homes, grew our group from like seven to about 25 mm -hmm. in about six months, but we worshiped at mm -hmm. his church. Yeah. So this gave us space for mm -hmm. us to decide, not just me and my wife, mm -hmm. but our church planning team, whether this was right for us, and it gave them the space to watch us, yeah. right? Yeah. And then by God's providence, mm -hmm. We were there, what, two months, and mm -hmm. Sam's, Sam was struggling with some back issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. He wasn't able to preach. Mm -hmm. So for six weeks, the Lord put me in front of the church to preach through the book of Titus. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was able to really just drip DNA yeah. of good. who we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we're having conversations with their board and the pastors. I got to ask you because it keeps right yeah. going in my mind. Did you have the Hill Church before you were on we, there at the campus? We did. So... Matthew, mm -hmm. Matthew 5 was our theme verse, yeah. City Set on a Hill, right? Mm -hmm. we, it wasn't com officially 100% nailed down the Hill Church, yeah. but it was the Hill, something of that nature. Yeah. And then when mm -hmm. I met Sam, when you see the yeah. geography, it's, it is a church that sits it on the hill. It literally is right? a church yeah. set but on But here's, the, here's the next thing. So we, when we got there the first six months, we're just pounding the pavement, knocking on doors, interacting with the neighborhood. Hey, I'm new to the area. Tell me about that church. Windsor Hills Community Church was the name mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. They would look at you like, Windsor Hills Community Church. 
yeah, I don't know. The church across the street from Helix. Oh, that church mm -hmm. on the hill. Yeah. Everyone said that, right? Yeah. yeah. That was that was the yeah, that, that was, was a geographical yeah. marker in the neighborhood, yeah. right? Yeah. So what I told our church playing team is I think God's calling us here to become what this property is in this neighborhood. That's good. Right? So that's, that's what we yeah. were trying that's to lead a great, out with. That's a great story right. because, yeah. I mean, if you see the picture of it, it is, it is mm -hmm. a church on the hill. So yeah. when you guys yeah. think about that, when did you, we were talking earlier and we were just talking about <laughs> like going from having to pastor the church you had in mind to pastoring that church yeah. because you went in, you had these 25 people, yeah. Jimmy, and then all of a sudden now you have another congregation, a congregation that is deeply wounded, yeah. deeply scarred, yeah. deeply have been through. Yeah. They, they have so much history in that church. Yeah. How did you kind of reorient your mind, yeah. you know, in order to do that? Yeah, let me say one thing, though, about the, the congregation. So here's important. They had been wounded and scarred, but they never took a posture of, of defeat. Yeah, that's they good. took a posture of prayer. That's good. They took a posture mm -hmm. of pause and see what the mm -hmm. Lord wants to do. That was important, yeah. really yes. important, right? Yes. They didn't come in with guns drawn. They came in with the posture of, let's see, yeah. which was really, really mature and helpful. Yeah, but so sweet. when we when we showed up, right, it was this, it was this, you know, we, we go through a season of really pitching what we're going to do, um, the, the practical things of, uh, uh, again, we, we came as the Hill Church, so new constitution, new bylaws, Every, new leadership structure. There was a lot of difficult conversations there with the existing leadership mm -hmm. structure, all of that. We set that before the congregation mm -hmm. for a one vote, all three or none, mm -hmm. right? Because we mm -hmm. voted unanimously. We became mm -hmm. the Hill Church on a January 2018. So we begin, right? A lot of cultural change happened immediately, right? Which was hard for the church in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Mm -hmm. But I had been trained as a church planner, right? So, and I think this is important for guys who are going to replant. I think the first four to five months, I, pa I was trying to pastor the church I wanted more than the church that I had agreed I was now pastoring. Mm -hmm. And it was, a, it was a season of a lot of conviction for me. Even to some days, you know, you, you would see visitors come, college students would come, they would show up, you know, I would try to engage them and put as many of young people as I could. We only had like, you know, seven mm -hmm. or eight, and then a couple of them, try to get my wife, everybody else, right? And they wouldn't come back. You know, and kind of struggling with that, you know, but had to really be convicted that, no, you have called me to pastor. We, we do need to go somewhere. We need to do. We do need to become the community that's here. But my calling, I've said, is to take this group of people and shepherd them and pastor them and lead them to that. Yeah. Right. So I think that's an important shift yes. in a in a replant because we're trained. You're yeah. all, you're thinking about pastoring a church that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. Right. And the tendency that's is to good. get into an existing church and still do that. Yeah. And you can't do that. That's right? good. Pastor Sam, you know, when he's pastoring this church and he's going through his process yes. of reorienting, yes. you're pastoring a congregation yes. that has to trust these new young yes. people who think they know better <laughs> than them oh, yeah. of what needs to happen. Yeah. Did you did you and, lose and, any? Well, members, I mean, like, tell us a little you bit know, about You know, I, I thought when these things happen, you do lose a lot of people. And I thought we were going to lose a lot, but we really did not. And I think the reason was, is what Jimmy just said, God taught him he had the pastor of the church he had, yeah. not the church that he wanted. Yeah. He loved these people. And these seniors, they all love Jimmy. Mm -hmm. One of the seniors is always, I can hear them when I teach the seniors class there. 
and we meet together on Wednesday. And one dear senior is always saying, don't you just love Jimmy? Yeah, don't you? Yeah. Well, she says that because Jimmy loved them. Yeah. And for replanters, they have to understand that. He honored the seniors that were there. He stayed focused on what God had called him to do, plant a new church, but he honored the seniors that were there. Yeah. And you could just see that in everything he does. And when that happens, they, they can trust him. So you went through one in the first one, and we're using terms, you know, yes. we're talking about merging, yes. replanting, yes. you know. Talk a little bit yes. about the difference in, you know, oh. the difference of why replanting worked for yeah. you yes. and why merging did not. Yeah. I think that, I think I am so adamant about what has happened now that I, I like replanting better than merging. One thing I noticed when we started to merge is the, with the other churches, you had the merging church, you know, the over here, and then the church that's there over here in the board meetings. And they had the idea, and they had the idea, and you had conflict going back and forth. When this happens, you, you don't have any conflict because we all are starting fresh. We've got a new leader and a new pastor, a new leadership, and it just seemed to work better that way. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to have a lot of time of going back and forth and, yeah. and you know, until... Yeah. So practically, practically speaking, how did that work? You said that there was a vote, original yeah. vote, yes. all three or none. Yeah. But then after that, I mean, did you have the existing elders or deacons step down? New, I'm like, yeah. talk with me through yeah. kind of some of the practical steps that is different from merging and replanting. Yeah, yeah. So we had yeah. we can both speak on that a bit. But when I yeah. get to the the six months that we're there, for yeah. lack of a better term, dating. Yeah. Every. First Monday of every month, I'm there for their board meetings, yeah. and I'm kind of leading out with vision, working through yeah. their constitution and bylaws, mm -hmm. what we're going to look like, mm -hmm. why, trying to really get below, you know, for me it was, and this is one thing I said right away, is like, we're not just going to talk about a, a philosophy of ministry. We're going to really get down to really thinking through a theology of who we are, and then it's going to drive our, mm -hmm. our practice and really inform everything. We had mm -hmm. to get down to that level, yeah. right? So we, we got down to that level, right? Mm -hmm. Really thinking through with the understanding of why are we thinking about structuring our church this mm -hmm. way yeah. in light of mm -hmm. the gospel for what yeah. reason to make disciples. Now, did you already have that theological framework first, and then you just kind of was taking them along with you, or did you genuinely go in and basically say, let's study together so we have, because, you know, a lot of times mm -hmm. as planners, they already got their perspectives, they I, already I had. I did, I did, yeah. but the reality was, you know, the execution of that, and even some things yes. we, we, you know, worked together on mm -hmm. some things, mm -hmm. you know, in different ways, but there was some restructuring of why we were going to do certain things, right, yeah. and, yeah. you know, move away from kind of a board-driven to more of an elder-led church, mm -hmm. and here's the thing, too, like, we made a lot of significant changes in the Constitution and bylaws up front. Mm -hmm. We didn't mm -hmm. start practicing all those day one yeah. because pastorally that wasn't the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. We're slowly now moving in the direction of implementing a lot of things that we voted on. Yeah. I'm not saying we're operating outside of what we said we're going to do, right. but we didn't yeah. just change everything overnight. Yeah. Right? How we long have we been going? Almost a year and a half. Yeah, okay. a year and a half now. So we, we put those, you know, strategic structural changes in place and we voted upon them, but we slowly started implementing them, you know, not to, 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 yeah. to change things over, you know? And I, I think from the, from the senior standpoint, from our standpoint too, we also had to be very honest of this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're planting a new church and he is the guy that's planting the new church and we're going to come along beside him and help him plant that new church, which means I may have to step aside. Some of you may have to step aside. 
what has to happen is that we seniors have to realize it's not about our preference. It's about what God is doing. And what was so exciting about that little church is they got that. They got, they wanted to be a part of what God is doing. And that just blesses me every day. I mean, that made the difference, but you have to be up front. We we just simply said, you know, you got a choice now. Either plant with him or just help him plant. And that's that's your choice. And they chose to plant with him because of all they could see what God is doing. They wanted to be a part of that. And that was exciting. I loved your honesty and your humility with, Mm -hmm. you know, in this whole, because not only were you calling them to do it, you actually modeled it. Mm -hmm. You said for a year, Mm -hmm. you guys pastored together. Mm -hmm. And then recently you have stepped away and now you, he is pastoring, but you are still a member of that church. You didn't go off and, you know, go somewhere. You, you just still yeah. a faithful member at the church mm-hmm. and you're modeling yeah. for them. So, yeah. so just, I really, I thank you, mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, I appreciate it. And, and that right. gives me encouragement for me as I think about when, whenever that yeah. time comes for me that I'm going to transition well, because mm-hmm. for people like me and Jimmy, there's yeah. going to be a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's going to be a day Absolutely. where we have to transition. That's exactly yeah. right. But I will have to say it's because of the connection that Jimmy and I made. There's mm-hmm. something special here. Yeah. I mean, I tell everybody, this kid's my son, Yeah. you know, and uh, anyway, but that's that's the way we are. But just a double that's click for a minute, like yeah, um, you know, there's there's moments when you go through this process, you look back and be like, wow, the Lord did something mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah. And like little things that Sam did were huge. So yeah. we made mm-hmm. we made huge changes mm-hmm. in our worship at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Like quickly, mm-hmm. which is hard for a lot of people. Yeah. But for Sam to get up, and this wasn't he was absolutely honest in this. But to be able to get up in the benediction, right before the benediction, and say, you know, wow, wasn't worship great today? And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that Jimmy is my pastor. Yeah. To say mm-hmm. that, yeah. tension in the yeah. room just dissipates, yeah. right? Good. Because it's safe. Mm-hmm. He, he trusts me. I trust yeah. him. So we're good. Yeah. Let's go forward, right? So, yeah. you know, I think yeah. the one thing that needs to yeah. be said is, you know, and Sam not just modeled that there, he had modeled that coming before, like just very humble in his posture and his disposition and his preaching and everything, right? And that was clear through the process, right? So that was easy to step into, but then I think clearly for me, a stewardship thing, yeah. right? There's going to be a difference mm-hmm. of leadership or different, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the groundwork of humility, which is biblical, we need to make sure we were a good steward of that. Mm-hmm. So I think we were able to do that, and the mm-hmm. church knew that. We had every time... We had very open, honest conversations. We didn't mm-hmm. want anything to be considered backdoor yeah. or whatnot, right? We, so we had yeah. those very open conversations. Yeah. The other thing is, be careful about using the word replant. Yeah. Don't nobody know what that means, yeah. Yeah. right? So we learned mm-hmm. that, like, explain everything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't just use terms that yeah. you're reading. Like, explain mm-hmm. everything to the 75-year-old mm-hmm. woman who doesn't know anything about it, explain it, what's going to happen, what are the ramifications for it, mm-hmm. and show them why yeah. it needs to be done. Man, right? we can talk about this all day. What yeah. I love about what I'm yeah. seeing here is the fact that there's trust over suspicion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that throughout all of this process that you guys took the time to build that trust mm-hmm. amongst one another, 
Mm-hmm. You took the time to build that trust with the different congregations that you were leading, and you took the time to allow those <laughs> congregations yeah. to build that trust with one another. Yeah. And there's a thing that a lot of times that we don't have as planners because we're entrepreneur, we're apostolic, yeah. is time. At least we don't yeah. think we have time. But yeah. there's so much that we can learn from this yeah. process mm-hmm. and learn from just the overarching yeah. process that trust is not built in a day, yeah. you know, and God is going to do supernatural things. Yeah. And there's so many different stories, but just take that time to just to, to connect our hearts together. So right. thank you guys for, you know, taking the time as a planter. I am mm. indebted and grateful, yeah. you know, to you because I, I wrestle right. with this very thing yeah. and seeing how do we continue to honor our seniors, mm-hmm. but at the same time, yeah. continue to reach the lost. Amen. Appreciate yeah. you guys. Yeah. Thank you.